0: Ladies, gentlemen, thermians and fellow questarians, welcome to the only podcast celebrating the 1999 epic space adventure comedy Galaxy Quest. I'm Austin. I'm RJ. I'm Alex. We're three grown-ass men just talking about Galaxy Quest. Today you're listening to a special tribute episode to Alan Rickman. You're listening to by Graptar's Hammer. What a podcast. Yeah, no. Never give Let's up. Do it. Never surrender.
1: By Graphthaw's hammer. What a podcast.
2: You'll forgive my impertinence, sir. But even though we had never before met, I always considered you as a father to me.
0: By Grabthar's hammer, by the sons of Warvan, you shall be avenged.
1: Well, boys, it's been a hell of a week, huh? On January 8, 2016, David Robert Jones, the musician and artist known as David Bowie, Without a doubt, one of the greatest, most innovative musicians of all time died at the age of 69. David Bowie was born in London and passed away as a result of cancer. Just six days later, Alan Sidney Patrick Rickman, without a doubt one of the greatest actors of all time, also passed away at the age of 69. He was also born in London and died of cancer. Been a hell of a week, huh? (sighs) It was a tough one.
2: You guys remember how we started a podcast about a fun movie and then the Lord started killing all of our
0: favorite people? (laughs) Yeah, I do remember this.
1: Background history on Alan Rickman. Born in 1946 in London, he was born the son of a factory worker. Alan Rickman was actually a graphic designer while starting his career as an actor by studying at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in London while also as a member of the Royal Shakespeare Company. His major breakthrough, however, in movies came with his role as Hans Hans. Gruber in 1988's Die Hard. This role as Hans Gruber actually earned him a spot on the American Film Institute's list of 100 heroes and villains as the 46th best villain in history.
2: 46, huh?
1: That's, That's pretty... Pretty well, that's pretty the good. There's been a lot of movies. There's been a lot of movies. A lot of movies and a lot of villains. I'd put him somewhere in the early yeah. 30s, though. Yeah, I think. I you think so? It.
0: I might have go as far as the 20s. I'd put him up there in the 20s. I think I'd have a hard time listing 45 other villains in yeah. movies
1: and heroes. I think it included both heroes and villains. Oh, it was no, 100, 100 heroes, and heroes and villains. Oh, yeah, okay. oh, so 46 that's, is great. That's ridiculous. That's, so that's a yeah.
2: stupid
0: list. Well, it's a silly list. They should have separated. Either way, he's on it. He's
1: definitely the
2: best diehard villain. So Rickman, far. Alan no Rickman, doubt. went on to star no in doubt.
1: Sense and Sensibility,
2: Love Actually, which we discussed extensively,
1: extensively in our Christmas episode. We're not talking another, about that movie today. Another villainous role for Alan Rickman, yeah. and as the Sheriff of Nottingham in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. However, I think the role that an entire generation probably knows him as would be as yep. Severus Severus Snape in the Snape. Harry Potter series. Well, an entire Crushed generation,
0: it. but a different generation. A De- different generation. You know, a younger say. generation. Like, you know, if someone had to ask me, Alan Rickman... You know, Beyond Galaxy Quest, I would immediately say Die Hard. Die Hard like that's head, you know, yeah. That's what sticks to me. That's where I've known him from first. But yeah, a whole new, whole other generation would definitely be Harry A younger Potter
1: generation films. and a generation
0: of Which you know, family. Which is exciting to hands. know that he got to be in the hearts and thoughts of a younger generation. Oh, yeah. You know, in his yeah. film career. Like Much like, like the band
1: him. Green Day, as we discussed earlier. This is true. Yeah,
0: Green Are Day you you had an <laughs> entire career. Too. Are you comparing Alan Rickman to Green Can we, uh, just Day? Alan Rickman is Green I would like to state for the record that...
2: We love Alan Rickman and yeah. mean no disrespect yeah, by comparing, him, comparing to him to Green day. the new garbage Green Day music.
0: But that is true, though. It's <laughs> we, we were having this discussion about Green Day the other day because they had an entire successful career as a band and then went off the grid and came back and had an even bigger successful career with a younger an generation higher different generation of music that's listeners true yeah it's weird because hans gruber
2: is alan rickman's dookie i would say and then severus snape is his american idiot yeah, yeah. there we go probably that's true that's i feel like that's that true. belittles even harry potter yeah that's true <laughs> that's yeah. neither here nor there
1: Don't wanna be an american idiot. i kind of want to start off with a quote that Tim Allen gave to Hollywood Reporter. Tim Allen wrote a little story for Hollywood Reporter upon learning about Alan Rickman's passing. It's very interesting because, as we all know, Tim Allen and Alan Rickman got to know each other on the set of Galaxy Quest. Oh, sure. As you might imagine, and we've alluded to in some other quotes, they might not have gotten along. I don't know if those two guys would have hung out at the beginning. If they weren't in
2: the movie together.
1: At the beginning, and Tim Allen acknowledges that in this this story he gave to Hollywood Reporter. This was published on January 19th. So just after um, Alan Rickman's death. And I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. It's, it's, I, I cut out some of it and shortened it up, and we'll, again, we'll post the link to the full article because it is, it is interesting to hear Tim Allen's perspective. So this is Tim Allen talking to Hollywood reporter. I don't think he liked me all that much when we first started shooting Galaxy Quest. I was a stage performer, a concert comic, and I was coming into this group of very polished thespians, Sigourney Weaver and Sam Rockwell and Tony Shalhoub, and then Alan Rickman adding his English roots. All of them had this process and method, voice stretching and all that kind of prep, and it was so different from mine. I was doing penis jokes right up to action. I went to a very different school, shitty clubs and basements and big arenas, but then one day on the set, Alan came to me and apologized. He said he mistook my behavior for lack of commitment, and we became very fast friends after that. Galaxy Quest probably wasn't his best work from his point of view because he was a classically trained actor and had a huge repertoire of information. And here he was playing a guy who's got to wear a rubber head, but he played it so well. He was very serious about his craft. I'm not supposed to say anything. And this is interesting. This is how Tim Allen ends this story. I'm not supposed to say anything. I'm speaking way out of turn here. But Galaxy Quest is really close to being resurrected in a very creative way. It's closer than I can tell you, but I can't say any more than that. The real kicker, though, is that Alan Rickman now has to be left out. It's been a big shock on many levels. Oh, So man. we've got a lot of that. It was very nice story, but there's a lot of unpacking to do it than is- that
2: bummed me out hard <laughs> well i thought that that was wonderful
0: wonderful it was story very, very
1: very nice and it sounds like alan rickman and tim allen did come to a mutual respect and understanding on the set of galaxy quest
0: yeah i mean i feel you know i don't i didn't know alan rickman personally but i feel like he's the type of actor and what i've gathered through interviews and other people you didn't know that, him personally <laughs> no i didn't of how kind he was to other actors he seemed like an open-minded guy mm-hmm. so i like mm-hmm. the idea that he was able to approach Tim Allen, knowing he's coming from a different background, and still acknowledge, "Hey, has nothing to do with you being lesser or better as an actor; just a different style." I agree with Tim Allen that he probably, like, is fond of this
2: movie. Alan yeah. Rickman, like, was probably like, "That was fun." He wouldn't have like put but him, it, but it's like, "No, this isn't like." It's
0: not the header of his resume.
2: This isn't on. Yeah. This <laughs> isn't like, "Oh, you need to know what I can do? Check this out." Yeah, like, exactly. Honestly, and I've said it before, Qualix death scene. Ah. Oh. So where good. he gives him the whole by Graftar's hammer speech yeah, it's is heavy. some well, of the heaviest, raddest acting I've with, seen. And
0: what I think is great about his role in this is that he's playing kind of two characters. He's playing a classic Shakespearean actor, which he was in real life, but he's playing that role with a comedic sensibility. Mm-hmm. So it's like a dual layer acting role. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, I don't want to read too far into Galaxy Quest. Oh, come on, that's what we're doing here on this podcast. But uh, I mean, you really watch it, and it's incredible. Like the the layers he actually adds to that character is pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, especially having the real life kind of backstory. Yeah, like, like this it's... is like an alternate version of how his life could have gone. Exactly. And you no, know, aside from I'd the whole space it. adventure. Yeah, but maybe you could. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Maybe
0: he's met aliens. I don't know. You don't know. You don't know. How did I come to this? Not again. I'm Richard III. Five curtain calls. There were five curtain calls. I was an actor once. So, damn it! Now look at me. Look at me. Well,
1: in regard to Tim Allen having his word on Alan Rickman's passing, several other actors spoke out also, and several of them made a similar comment that I want to get into in just a minute. But let me read it. Just hang on. We breezed what by, what by the say. fact
2: that Tim Allen said Galaxy Quest is coming back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I was> does, <laughs> does he Wait does he minute. not know that we all read the article about the Amazon TV? <laughs> yeah,
0: but I, see, it makes me wonder. Then is he talking about something else? Well, the way he was. Al- the way, of, the way he said in a creative way makes me think
1: you know, maybe some know. of them were going to be coming back or be involved with. Then the in fact that aspect, Alan's left out and he's not—that mean be a part Tim of
0: isn't left out. That's well, that's what he said. He said he referenced basically he's have to be left out now. So. The, the
1: quote makes it sound like Tim Allen is involved in some sort of way or at least excited about what's going to happen oh, with Galaxy God, Quest. Show Allen up will it. not be a part part of that. It's a shame on many levels. He's a part of its history, so he'll always be. So we could hype, you know, we could wildly speculate as we usually do about what. Tim Allen just confirmed
2: he's coming back. (laughs) Here's what a
1: few more actors say about Alan Rickman after his passing. Emma Watson. Who played um, yep. Harry Potter? The gal who played Harry <laughs> Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> she,
2: played, <laughs> she was not Harry Potter,
0: though. <laughs> she played. She was Harry the. Uh, she
1: wrote of Snape. I feel feel so lucky to have worked and spent time with such a special man and actor. I'll really miss our conversations. Daniel Radcliffe, who played her,
2: her, her, <laughs> Hermione Granger. Her, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was also Harry did Potter. You, I've uh, never
1: seen a Harry Potter movie. I'm not gonna lie. Daniel Radcliffe briefly said, "I'm pretty sure he came and saw everything that I did on stage, both in London and New York." He didn't have to do that. Rupert Grant, who played Harry Potter, said, even though <laughs> Rupert, he is gone. Ron <laughs> Weasley. Rupert.
2: Alex, how have you not seen the Harry Ron Potter Ron Weasley, movie? who played
0: Harry Potter. I
1: don't like magic. <laughs> so Rupert Grant said, even though he is gone, I will always hear his voice. Kate Winslet gave a tearful tribute at the London Film Critics Circle Award, remembering Rickman as being warm and generous, and said, and that voice, oh, that voice. One more little quote about his voice. Dame Helen Mirren said his voice could suggest honey or a hidden stiletto blade. Ooh, That's a heavy, that's heavy.
0: That's a good one. Now, the reason I say that,
1: because this is so fascinating, you guys are gonna get a kick out of this one. Two researchers, a linguist and a sound engineer, this was on the BBC that I read about this article. Of course. Found that the perfect male voice is a combination of Alan Rickman and Jeremy Irons. It's who similar, played yeah. brothers three. on Die Hard
0: <laughs> oh, One and boy. Three? Yeah. Yes,
2: Facts.
1: So this is based on a sample of fifty voices. This linguist and the sound engineer did a mathematical formula to figure out what the ideal male voice and speech pattern sounds like, and Alan Rickman's was included in that.
0: I'm not surprised. I mean, you you hear him. It's m- a very distinct say way of any speaking. any dialogue, mm-hmm. and it's. And what's funny though, him and the the uh, comparison there would be that. In the Die Hard's, I always growing up watching all of the Die Hard's. I always get would get confused as to which actor Jeremy Irons or Alan Rickman yeah. <laughs> was in which movie. Yeah, so people would be like, you know, the, oh, let's watch the first one. I'd be like, yeah, I love Jeremy Irons, and they're like, what? I'm like, oh, I mean, Alan Rickman. Very similar, similar. And Jeremy Irons has a very distinct patterns. way of speaking. And
1: I can't remember, it's been a while since I've seen Die Hard with The Vengeance. Was he doing almost a, uh, a mimicking or impersonation of Alan Rickman? No, he was just doing Jeremy Irons. Yeah. But yeah. yeah,
0: he was playing the brother of uh, Hans Gruber. But yeah, that, that's the way Jeremy Irons yeah. sounds. Yeah, you
1: couldn't have cast
0: two better actors to I be playing clear, brothers. They must have yeah, took that into consideration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. after That wasn't an accident. After Die Hard 2 just kind of sucked, they were like, let's just get Alan Rickman back. Eh, slash his brother. They nailed it. I'm going to count to three. There will not be a four. Give me
2: the code. Speaking of his voice being the perfect voice, if you mix it with Jeremy Irons. So in Dogma, which is a, a movie I liked that I probably saw too many times and can't really watch again. Yeah. but you burn yourself out on it. It's just yeah. uh, I, all those Kevin Smith movies I watch too much. He is Metatron, which is essentially the voice of God in the movie, because if you hear God's true voice, your head blows up, yeah. which is a big plot point at the ending when they yeah. blow up all the heads And Alanis Morissette shows up. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler oh, alert. If you Dogma. didn't see Dogma, sorry. You should watch it. It's funny. So if you're going to cast Catholic. a voice a God, for the voice a God of like God, voice. who are
1: you going to get? Well, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Morgan Freeman. (laughs) He was unavailable.
2: Morgan Freeman was unavailable. Hates Kevin Smith. Yeah. But Alan Rickman was in it. And what's great about the movie is he is this lofty voice of God character, but nobody really knows who Metatron is. He has a very uh, Alexander Dane vibe about it all. He's like, Yeah, I'm the voice of God. You never heard of me, man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, here's your holy mission I am the Metatron.
0: Don't tell me
2: the name doesn't ring a bell. You
0: people, if there isn't a movie about it, it's not worth knowing. And
2: is it? Uh, he does Full Frontal, but he is a Ken doll in the movie, so it's just smooth.
1: Oh, oh, Full Frontal in the movie. Yeah. Oh,
2: because angels don't have wieners.
1: I thought there was a movie called Full Frontal, and I, I didn't you realize Alan, Alan Rickman, Rickman was in it. <laughs> yeah,
0: like he's not. He's not. not. No, it's <laughs> because he's not in it. He's not. What, what's funny though, looking back on Alan Rickman's career, like we've been discussing his movies. Uh, individually, is that as a comedic role, as a like comedy bits, mm-hmm. he crushes it. Like, if not, those that's, I feel like you look at his imdb and the majority of them is humorous roles when mm-hmm. you really look at it
2: well even his serious roles have a lot of humor like hans gruber's kind of funny yeah, hans
0: gruber's hilarious when you, you listen know. to his like his actual dialogue and delivery he's supposed to be funny and he yeah. is it's funny, good
1: yeah he has timing good comedic it's, timing it's that classic it's I that f- classic training it is
2: that really shakespearean he training knows even, how
0: to time those punch even lines. in galaxy
2: quest man he's got some great f- punch lines in a cast that's full of like comedic relief jokey characters like yeah. Sam Rockwell and Tony Shalhoub.
0: Yeah, what I love about it is he always in these even in the more comedic roles he's he's playing like a straight dude. He's playing the straight man. Serious straight man, but then the way he delivers his dialogue is hilarious. <laughs> I
2: mean, I already said it in another episode, but Mr. <laughs> uh, Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Mm. Bean and him in love actually that, that scene where he's wrapping the brace, the necklace or whatever. Oh yeah. my
0: god, so good. Give me a
2: buddy cop show. I And I recently watched Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He doesn't have a big part. He's the paranoid android, Marvin. Mm-hmm. He's got a fun part. But though. he's got a fun part. He's like yeah, very this depressed comic relief somehow. Sam Rockwell is also in that movie,
0: so they're yeah, reunited. I think you ought to know I'm feeling very depressed.
1: Well, we have something that should take your mind off things.
0: It won't
2: work. I have an exceptionally large mind. Sweeney Todd. Which uh, most people forget about, which I tried to forget about.
0: And I was looking it up earlier that uh, that was one of the first few roles where he sang. Like, that's not something he normally would do. Yeah, that movie had some some good good bits in it.
2: Uh, Him and Johnny Depp singing Pretty Women was a
0: highlight for me. You see, sir, a man infatuated with love, her ardent and eager slave. So fetch the pomade and palm stone and lend me a more seductive tone, a sprinkling perhaps of French cologne. But first, sir, I think
2: a shave. And then a couple of their highlights for me were uh, perfume. You guys yes, remember perfume was, was, was a gnarly that was a, movie? Yeah, it was very
0: gnarly. That was the Good director premise. of
1: Run Lola Run. Did perfume? I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. Tom Twyker.
0: Which is basically, yeah, the guy just makes perfume out of the women he kills. Yeah, it's real real weird.
2: There's a Rasputin movie he's in that I really (laughs) want to see Mm. that's really old. Mm. I don't know, he's just gnarly looking, and Rasputin's a weird-ass character. You guys have your... You remember your first impressions of Alan Rickman? It was Die Hard. Well, it's definitely
1: Die Hard. I would say Die Hard, but I, I... because Die Hard, I would have been very, very young. So yeah. I remembered more Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I get, yeah. Is, sure. And I remember watching that and legitimately being terrified as a young kid of his villain and the line where he says, cut your heart out with a spoon. Cut
2: your heart out with a spoon. I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. I,
1: to this day, I remember the first time I saw that was terrifying, just the concept of that.
2: Isn't that funny? Now you watch it and it's kind of goofy. Is it? It's no, real goofy. It's, been, it's, it's been a real while goofy. since I've seen Robin well, Hood. Well, it's honest Kevin with you. Costner as a, like an English nobleman, yeah, who gives who's up, just speaks. Yeah, speaking gives up. but I had a very, yeah,
1: I had a very distinct Kevin Costner phase where I was very heavily into Kevin Costner. Postman. He did Water the trilogy: world. Robin world. Hood, Waterworld, Postman Three. of The finest films yeah. probably ever. Yeah. You know? I like to
0: think that those are all in the, the same Costner world. trilogy. That's the same universe. It like is Robin Hood, and then he did Waterworld. And then post, so I guess it'd be Postman, postman and then Waterworld. Water it's like the same character. He just goes mm-hmm. by a different name. Like He's just a traveler.
2: Oh, you think Rob, Robin Hood's part of that? Yeah, I, Robin think Hood's the original, I would like to think that... Yeah, like, like his ancestor so was everyone. Robin Hood and then he becomes this guy. Mm-hmm. The Robin Hood of Waterworld.
0: Yeah. <laughs> guys, I don't know about you guys, but I got some trivia bits that I want to talk about. About Alan Rickman? About Alan Rickman. Let's you want it. to do some trivia? Rickie, Rickie, Rickie. You don't know! All
2: right. Welcome to... You don't know. So my Die Hard trivia for Hans Gruber's death in Die Hard, you know, mm-hmm. the famous, uh, he is holding on to Holly Gennaro and Bruce lets him go, man, he falls down the skyscraper yeah, he and loses it. He pulls the watch it. off. Pulls the watch Rolex. off. The Rolex, <laughs> the Rolex that fucking Rolex. Holly Rolex. got for being such a good whatever she does there. When Hans dies and falls from nakatomi plaza rickman was actually the person so mm-hmm. it wasn't like a stuntman they, they had a stuntman drop him from 20 feet onto like one of those big movie airbags mm-hmm. so for a genuine surprise on his face the stuntman dropped him on the count of two instead of three that's yeah, He's like i'm so gonna drop really, you on the count yeah, of three great, and he goes one it. two whoops that's yeah. brilliant and, and that's what you see in die hard
0: yeah and, and off of that as well apparently the director john mcteerian P- yep. he, he had to jump first to convince Rickman to do it. Oh, So yeah. he actually did it, and then Alan Rickman said he would do it. I like Just that. You you like don't, that the y'all don't think of it. Alan That's Rickman good.
1: as a physical actor, but he does his own stunts, apparently, huh?
0: No, apparently.
2: But he kicks the shit out of somebody in the Galaxy Quest. Sure does. True. Sure does.
0: But some other interesting bits you know, about Alan Rickman that I wouldn't have suspected multiple times he's been voted as sexiest star in multiple different magazines i that noticed you
1: empire has? magazine says he's one of the 100 sexiest stars in film history 2007 Coming in yeah at number 34
2: 34 okay so he's sexier than he is good at being a villain he was Apparently. like in the 40s yeah so um, do you think that's a lot of that's based on his voice right like The voice is like half of it.
1: I would say the voice is half of it. He was also ranked number 59 in Empire's Magazine's top 100 movie stars of all time, and that list was from 1997. So this was even pre-Galaxy Quest.
2: In the 1999 movie, you guys might have heard of it. Galaxy Quest? Galaxy Quest. Alan Rickman's also in it, the script of which originally contained a mention of Alexander Dane having been knighted by Queen Elizabeth. He asked that this be changed because he believed it was inconsistent with the character and all mentions of the knighting were removed. However, the character is still listed in the credits as Sir Alexander oh, sir. Dane.
0: Ah, Fascinating. That's fun little trivia. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming, like, yeah, throughout the script, they had little playoffs of him being knighted. Probably. I think so because the whole, whole point is, is he idea?
2: was, like, he says in the beginning, "I played Richard the third. Yeah, like he a was a classic Shakespearean a actor. Classic British Shakespearean actor. I had a little a little fun trivia fact about Robin Hood. Alan Rickman actually turned down that role twice of the Ooh, sheriff of Nottingham. No. Two times, he's like, not gonna do it. Before, he was given more or less carte blanche with the interpretation of the character. Uh-huh. So the only way he would do it is if he could just do whatever the fuck he Because he was wanted. all over the place in that movie. He was painting a picture yeah, for sure. Yeah, he, he made it real weird, which helped, I think.
1: So they gave Alan Rickman a big canvas to work with in Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Well, I was reading went up for it.
0: when you know Break Breakthrough Film Die Hard. I was looking up some different trivia's, and I think it was the uh, Love Actually episode. We were talking with uh, our guest Ryan and Laura Lynch about his his great English accent that he or American accent that he tries to throw, pull off in the middle of there. Apparently, while filming Die Hard, they f- found out that he was proficient at mimicking American accents. So then they threw that scene in. They added in a scene where he could get to premiere and show off his American accent skills. In Die, in Die, Die Hard, Hard? They That's added the that scene in. where he's, how you doing? Oh, please God, no, you're one of them, aren't you? You're one of them. No, no, don't kill me, please, no, please. Don't kill me, don't kill me, please. please, whoa, please whoa, whoa, please, whoa, please, whoa, relax. I like uh, the idea that maybe the crew were blocking him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Alan Rickman, like, he keeps trying to do this American accent on set, but it's terrible. Let's just throw it in the scene. Put it in the movie. Yeah, like as a little inside joke, because it's the worst. Nice suit. John Phillips, London. I have two myself. Rumor has it, Arafat buys his
1: there. One of the most theatrical performances I've seen of Alan Rickman, and we were we had this on the TV before you got over here, RJ. Oh, yeah was from 2000, the director, Anthony, and I'm going to mispronounce this, Minghela Ming, He did uh, The English Patient and Talented Mr. Ripley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He directed a version of a Samuel Beckett play called Play that starred Alan Rickman, Kristen Scott Thomas, and the actress Juliet Stevenson. And it's very surreal, very Wait, bizarre. Wait, that was the, the Jars thing. I was, they're I all get, in urns. Okay. Yeah, They're, they're, they're in urns in what urns. looks like kind of like a post-apocalyptic landscape, and they're all... Talking at the same time, it's very rapidly edited. I actually saw this probably in 2000 on the Independent Film Channel, and I was terrified. It's very creepy. It's super creepy to watch, and it's very hard to understand because they're all talking at the same time about he's married to one of the girls in the urns, and his mistress is the other girl in the urn, and they're all telling their perspective on the story, but they're talking at the same time. Very rapidly
2: edited. Super bizarre. They were talking very quickly, too. Very quickly. quickly, This is
1: one that we'll we'll post on the Tumblr to tumblr the website and if anybody's has not had the chance to see this it is on youtube and it's worth a watch yeah it's worth a watch you have to be
0: very alert and pay attention like i wouldn't be eating a snack because i was eating cereal (laughs) i and every time i would chew i would miss five lines of dialogue and even then it didn't make sense so you just yeah just don't eat don't chew i was paying attention full attention listening to every single word and i
2: retained not one ounce of what was happening so i would probably have to watch it a couple times to get the whole story. First time full length in the flesh. I understood why he preferred me. We were not long together when she smelled the
0: rat. Give up that horse. She said, "Or oh, I'll cut my throat." <laughs> Pardon. So help me God. I knew she could have no proof, so I told her I did not know what she was talking about. What are you talking about? I said, "Stitching away." Someone yours. Give up whom? I smell you off him. She's. It's squeaked. an interesting watch. It's not that long though. It's only fifteen minutes, yeah, I think. But, but it's, it, it's very intense. cool to
1: see Alan Rickman involved with something so avant-garde and out yeah. there and crazy and surreal. And also, it was also a throwback to more of his. Shakespearean yeah, which is fun. Another another
0: kind of trivia bit I was reading earlier was that he they didn't go into specifics on which movies, but it said multiple times throughout his career he would turn down major roles to do plays instead to go back to his Shakespearean roots because that's that was his background. That's what mm-hmm. he always wanted mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, so I always find that you know great respect for those actors that are willing to like turn down money, big roles, whatever big opportunities to go down and, and stay go back true to, to his roots. Stay true to the roots, which honestly, I clearly honed his skills more or, than ever. yeah, or even just fulfillment. Like I told you before we started recording
2: and it's not really a big trivia fact, but he was offered the part, the villain of James Bond's Goldeneye movie that oh, yeah. Sean Bean played. And he turned it down because he was six. tired of playing.
0: Can villains? you imagine
1: him as in the Sean Bean <laughs> role, and then he would have been in the GoldenEye video game? Think about oh, that, man! I mean,
0: that would have been awesome. I could play as Alan Rickman. Yeah, yeah oh, that would think have been about great.
1: that. Until they come out with that Galaxy Quest video game, you'll just have to use your imagination. Yeah. If
2: anyone out there makes video games, please. That
0: would have been Alan Rickman
1: with Proximity Minds in the Complex. Think about that. man,
0: if they had his overdubs, too. Holy moly. Voice work for that. Wait, did they use anybody's voice in that? No.
1: It's barely their likeness. It was hard to tell that was Pierce Brosnan. (laughs) It was more of a a
2: blockhead. It was blockhead Pierce Brosnan. And Sean Bean. Let's do some Galaxy Quest talk. Favorite Alan Rickman moments in Galaxy Quest. Mine? are i've already said calic Kual- Kuala- Kuala- death scene the whole speech he gives fucking love it breaks my heart every time and then he immediately savagely destroys one of saris's dudes right after just by running at him like he has no weapons and he just goes and takes him oh, down because yeah. his gun jams the other favorite moments was when uh gwen asks him like where are you going like they just got beat to shit like, yeah. where are you going to see if there's a Hub. Yeah. <laughs> to like. See oh wait, I'm, I'm like, yeah, dude, go get hammered. Yeah. So in my head, the rest of the movie, he's hammered. He and he, then uh, he has one of the best and one of the only good times I've ever heard this in a movie. Are we there yet?
1: Yes. you now? I just come in, number six.
0: Billy, Are we there yet? There They're in the yet. shuttle going yes. down to the ship yeah. and Guy's freaking yeah. out and freaking he out. says, are we there Hands yet? We and it's like
2: one of yet. the only times yeah. that's actually funny yeah. to me. Hands
1: down, my favorite Alan Rickman moment in the entire movie is in the shuttle when Guy Fliegman is freaking out, Sam Rockwell's freaking out and they do two cuts. Just his
0: reactions. Just two rea- yeah.
1: cuts to reactions of Alan Rickman making the most disgusted face just yeah. reacting to <laughs> Alan Rickman and it is absolutely hilarious. And I didn't actually notice that I I remember pulling this scene up maybe a couple episodes ago when we were taping, and we watched it multiple times because I had noticed it after like twenty some viewings. Those quick cuts, and, and yeah. they are absolutely hilarious. And that's my favorite Alan. Rickman well, it's movie.
0: funny every time we watch the movie, especially on mute, like we currently do in the background when oh, we're yeah, podcasting. You, I can realize how many cuts and edits in the movie uh, hold on. Or, or just, just to... realize
2: this is right after he goes to the pub. He's got a glass with a crazy straw at the conference table right now. Who? He just Alan finished Rickman? a beer.
0: Oh yeah, he's drunk. <laughs> he's drunk. No, nah, he set. probably drinks like that. Oh, it is a crazy straw. Yeah. It's yeah. Like Look, a he's tiki.
2: got
1: a... they must have a tiki bar on the ship. Well, cuz yeah.
2: remember when they they're all eating in the cafeteria everything's like blue and weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the future. That's what space looks like. It's a bunch of crazy straws. That's what 1960 TV space looks like.
0: I've noticed after watching Usually on Mute that they do so many cutaways to just reactions, just faces. Oh, yeah. So they'll cut to Tim Allen. They'll cut to Alan Rickman. They'll cut to Sigourney of just them making usually a disgusted and confused face. And like Alan Rickman nails His every reactions face. His reactions fantastic. convey so much emotion and energy of just disgust and like. Can
1: you think of a specific. Favorite moment of Alan Rickman, Austin? Oh yeah, oh, beyond
0: just face reactions, beyond, just, fa- beyond yeah. just his face. Well, I think the beginning—it's the classic line of "By Grapthar's hammer, what a savings!" Mm-hmm. But the way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's so dejected. the way he says it, and his face, and the long pause he puts in there, where he just—he's like, "I can't say it. I can't say it." What a savings! You're just like, ah, it's so good. By Grapthar's hammer. What a savings. A lot of emotion in that. I feel like that sums up the movie like, overall is because none of them, except for Tim Allen, are really excited about mm-hmm. their career choice until the end of the movie.
1: And that's the start of Alan Rickman's arc. I think he, along with Tim Allen, and maybe even Guy Flagman, I guess, <laughs> now I take it back, every character has a fantastic arc, character oh, arc yeah. in this movie. But uh, Alan Rickman, that, that sentence kind of sums it up at the very beginning, how dejected he is. He's sold out. Having to say that stupid line.
0: Well, he says the half-assed version the half-assed because version. he says mm-hmm. what a savings. And then him. mirror
1: that with Quellicx's death exactly. when he says it for real and is completely that, heartfelt. To me, that's mm-hmm.
0: to me that's one of the more f- coming full circle it, moments. He the has movies, one of the best they, arcs. Yeah, when they connect that line that. They keep saying throughout the movie that but he never says it. Mm. He never says it. He doesn't want to say it and then he finally says it and you're like with oh. all of his heart. Yeah, yeah I mean, the whole
2: the whole movie is him trying to distance himself from that one line from and the then line. the only thing he can do at the end is completely accept it mm-hmm. yeah. and, and, embrace and give it. in and embrace it and it it saves the whole goddamn race. Dude, Man. I'm tearing up just thinking <laughs> yeah, I was about say, it. Right uh, oh my god, it's I really I it. What happened? I'm going to uh, cry if so I see good. that I know
0: that scene's going to hit even harder now. Oh, it's going to be real tough in a bit when we get there. But overall, in Alan Rickman's career, so prepping for the tribute episode, we were trying to discover movies that we either hadn't seen or hadn't seen in a long time, featuring Alan Rickman, preferably as you know, lead characters or side lead roles. So we found one called Bottle Shock from uh, 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, RJ, have you seen Bottle Shock? Before? I
2: did, probably in like 2009.
0: Okay, sure I remember
2: I rented it from a blo- when I was uh, when I had my blockbuster addiction. Mm-hmm. Blockbuster, and I would phase. go rent three, three, three movies that, at a time has when because you were living with like your a, parents in between like, like college. <laughs> yeah. and you didn't know what you were doing, so you rented movies all the time. Yeah, yeah Bottle Shock, saw that. Uh, don't remember it very well. Didn't get a chance to rewatch it. Lucky but you, you guys have. <laughs> have for you. Finally got to see it, huh?
0: Well, so you know, we were looking through, and I saw that, and he—he's on the cover. He's the lead role, and mm-hmm. I saw I had Chris Pine. I was like, oh, that's like Star Trek era, uh, Chris Pine. Peak, so it was like, peak Pine. Peak Pine. Yeah, it was right before Star exactly. Trek. Bill Pullman. Bell yeah, a lot Bill, of people Pullman, in it, a lot of famous people. But then President Pullman. Um, Pullman does
2: the sword wine bottle thing in that movie, doesn't he? Yes, he
0: does. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, in a in a fit of rage and confusion, he. Anyways, the movie's terrible. It's a, <laughs> real bad, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we started. We convinced some of the roommates to watch it with us. Roughly five minutes into the film, one of the you know we were all skeptical, but one of the roommates finally said, "You know, hey, this is pretty well done. Like, camera work was real nice, mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. Alan Rickman's speaking a lot and his... Great accent, just very soothing. A lot of reaction faces drinking wine. And then 20 minutes later, just silence in the room. And finally, I was like, guys, this is terrible. I'm sorry. One of the worst movies I've seen in ages. Cut 45 minutes later. Still watching. We had the best time, though. (laughs) Still watching. What would you say changed? Oh, you just. we were drinking wine also. We were Ah. drinking wine. And once we realized that let's just kind of... Not mock it, but let's talk Embrace about it. it, what we're seeing and, and laughing at, and we had a great time with it. And a, to be fair, it's Alan really Rickman
2: not. is the high point of the oh,
0: movie, clearly. He's without him. a doubt. Yeah, and that's that's all
2: I could, when you said you were watching it, was like, I don't remember much about that,
1: but Alan Rickman's good. Yeah, he was good in it. He definitely elevated an otherwise just piece of well, crap. Well,
0: to, to catch up viewers, if you haven't seen uh, Bottle Shock, it's apparently based on a true story of this yeah. wine competition that this... He, he wasn't French in the film, but that's where it was Basics mm-hmm. in French. I forgot, Alan's, Alan Rickman's character is like British, I, believe, I had trouble the following the
1: plot, to be <laughs> to be fair. It, it's really just a, a much poorer version of Sideways. That's it's like someone a, saw Sideways and yeah, thought that that's they could make...
0: it took all the charm. Wine movie. movies are hot right now. Why don't I like you? Because you think I'm an arsehole, and I'm not really, I'm just British, and, well, you're not. But the most... Uh, entertaining and distracting bit is that the entire movie, Chris Pine, has this awful wig. Yep. And it's highly distracting. It's so out of scraggly, character. Long. It's mm-hmm. scraggly, doesn't fit well, doesn't look well. So he basically plays the Captain Kirk role with this awful wig, but you, you're just annoyed with him. Like the way through, we were just like... Cut
2: back to Alan Rickman's <laughs> yeah. wine reaction
0: faces. Get him out of exactly. here. So I get a little tired of Chris Pine. Awful film. I can't go out there, and I wanna say that stupid line one more time can't i won't you will go out there i won't and nothing you say will make me the show must go on
2: all right we'll end with harry potter's tribute to alan rickman daniel ratcliffe wrote a nice post on his google plus page in memory of alan rickman and we're gonna read it for you it's a
1: fitting fitting farewell
2: Alan Rickman is undoubtedly one of the greatest actors I will ever work with. He is also one of the loyalest and most supportive people I have ever met in the film industry. He was so encouraging of me both on set and in years post-Potter. I'm pretty sure he came and saw everything I ever did on stage both in London and New York. He didn't have to do that. I know other people who've been friends with him for much, much longer than I have, and they all say if you call Alan, it doesn't matter where in the world he is or how busy he is with what he's doing. He'll get back to you within
1: a day. People create perceptions of actors based on the parts they played, so it might surprise some people to learn that contrary to some of the sterner or downright scary characters he played, Alan was extremely kind, generous, self-deprecating, and funny. And certain things obviously became even funnier when delivered in his unmistakable
0: double bass. As an actor, he was one of the first of the adults on Potter to treat me like a peer rather than a child. Working with him at such a formative age was incredibly important and I will carry the lessons he taught me for the rest of my life and career. Film sets and theater stages are all far poorer for the loss of this great actor and man. Man, that gets you every time. That's a good one. Daniel Radcliffe. Farewell, Alan Rickman. Never give up. Never
1: surrender. And don't forget, we'll be talking about him for many more years to come. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Specifically, in We're,
2: we're not Quest. done talking about you, buddy. More to come. You're not going anywhere, Alan. By Grabthar's Hammer. Thank you for your gift, Alan. Uh, an actor. Always.
0: Never give up. Never surrender.
1: Plus t-shirts on
2: your way out. Thank you. Woo!